When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Hey, it's Friday. That means we are here, and we have a special co-host. You, yes, you. It is the Raider Nation Mailbag Show. Uh, Scott Branson, Mo Moten, Silver and Black Today, Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio. Mo is the national, senior, universal, the, 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 the king of all media. Oh, wait, that's Howard Stern. Uh, no, he is Midtown Mo Moten, uh, senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report, also Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can also catch him on his Bleacher Report lives before and after every Raiders game. Yes, sir. And I'm Scott Colbranson, your host as well. Follow Mo on X.com, M-O-E-M-O-T-U-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at LV Goalie. The show is SNB Today. Mo, you think anybody's got anything to say this week on the Mailbag Show? Mm, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe a little fired <laughs> up after, you know, a game that didn't go too well, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. According to McDaniels, yeah. you know, it was about six plays. <laughs> Which is, well, you know, by the way, really quick, <laughs> when I responded to that tweet and I called, I Josh McDaniels now to me is is Joshua. He he's not cool enough for the for the Josh name until he until that offense starts scoring more than twenty one points. I'm calling him oh Joshua. Joshua oh Thomas Thomas McDaniels. He's known as Joshua from now on until that oh offense God. gets it together. Yes. Well, see, I have. If you're watching us on YouTube, and I'm, I've, I've had, I have two studios at my home, right? This is the other one I've been on for a few weeks. I'm gonna move back to the other one with the neon signs. But if you look at the Raiders neon sign, Mo, behind me, and for those listening, I'm just pointing to it so you know, um, it's not going on until they win. So that's staying off until they win. That's that's what I've decided. I'm not wasting my energy, physical energy that I pay for. So anyway, so yes, Joshua. Joshua. Yep. Joshua. <laughs> Not only the six plays, I still, I will never, ever, ever. And if Josh McDaniels is ever let go or leaves the Raiders, the, 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 we won one of the three phases of the game against the bears. And that was the kicking game. I have, I have never, have you ever heard a professional coach say that? Now they've talked about their kicking being good. That's fine. But you got your ass beat. Oh, but we won one area of the three and it was a kicking game but we missed a field goal 
And Daniel Carlson, I still don't believe it. He's, Daniel Carlson is not even hitting 80% of his field goals. He's right. having and his like, second worst year in terms correct. of field goal accuracy, which is correct. Like, well, he was injured. Okay. Then let me ask you this. Hey coach, he's got a hamstring problem. Ah, oh, make him kick anyway. Okay. Good choice. Not the player's fault. Not the player's fault if he's injured. I got it. Although he made one later. So go figure. Scott, uh, Scott, we're, being but too, we're, being, we're being too negative, Scott. You're being, you're being too negative. <laughs> You're being too negative, you jackass. Somebody called me an alcoholic the other day. I'm like, where does that come from? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? Those you laugh at because you're just like, okay, you're just like throwing stuff out there. And, and God bless you and your medication. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one. I got to share the story since we're just, we're just shooting the crap here on the mailbag edition is I had some guy just come after me and, and, you know, I, I was like, okay, I answer him a few times. Like, cause I engage with people. Maybe I can turn them around and they're actually going to have a discussion. First mistake. So he just started. And I said to him, I finally just popped in my head. I'm like, you know what? The real heroes in the world are the people who have to deal with you every day. Those are heroes. <laughs> and, and he never responded. So there you go. Sometimes you just got to, Kill him with logic. All right. We're going to get to our first right. call and we're going down south. You like, you like, uh, you like peach cobbler, Mo? No. You don't like peach? Not a, not a peach cobbler guy. Oh my God. Okay. Not cobbler. How about pie? Peach? I'm, I'm more of a cake person, not a pie person. Okay. Okay. That's right. You told me that. So peach cake, peach, peach smoothie. Peach cake. Peach smoothie. <laughs> How about a red velvet cake? How about that? There you go. All right. Well, I say that because we're going to Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we have listeners in Atlanta, Georgia, and where they have like a thousand streets named Peachtree, by the way, not just one. It's very hard when you're down there. Turn left on Peachtree and then another right on Peachtree and then take another left on Peachtree. You're like, well, the same street? No, no, they're all different. Okay, cool. John from Atlanta. Here we go. You ready, Mo? Here he goes. Hey, Scott Mo. This is uh, John. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, my question, more comment was, you know, this Spears game was very deflating. Um, honestly, uh, as I look at the schedule now, um, I don't see a win on this schedule, maybe up until the Vikings game at home. And then I don't even know after last night if that's even possible. Um, wh where do you guys see the win? Because even those New York games are going to be tough. Those teams are plucky. Like in Vegas, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the wins on the schedule. Um, tell me kind of what I'm missing. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. That's John in Atlanta. Thanks for the call, man. And we were talking about this uh, yesterday on the show, Mo, which was looking through that schedule. I mean, again, it's hard. It's hard to say this. I'm gonna say it. And I'm gonna try to do it with a straight face. I don't see them losing to the Giants, but I said I don't see them losing to the Bears. So, so he, I, th I think John's got a good point here. And even the Vikings, look how the Vikings played this week. Right. And right. so, so I, I think anything can happen. I don't think they beat the lions. I think the jets probably could beat them at home, but then the giants look to be the one game where I'm like, okay, if you can't win this one, then something's really going wrong. Uh, but I, it's hard I, and I get John's question, but I can't look at the schedule other than the losses that I know are going to happen. I can't, I can't look at it and say, yo, I, I think here's where I see the wins. So John from Georgia, I want to, or Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. 
Georgia, right? We're just include yeah, those Atlanta. Things. He's in Atlanta. So, so I want to take you back to the offseason and my offseason prediction for the race. I said six and eleven, right? Originally I said seven and ten, and then I said mm, six and eleven, right? So the Rays have three wins right now. The games I would circle, I'm not saying these are gimmies. I'm not saying the Rays are definitely going to win or should be favored. You talked about it. The Giants game. The Jets game could go either way. The Jets have a really good defense, but I've watched a lot of Zach Wilson. Let me tell you, regardless of what the Jets' record is, Zach Wilson is awful. Okay? I just he's want to say that. better. I, he's awful. Even when he gets better, it's still awful. <laughs> but I will say this. Giants game, the Jets game could go either way. Remember, there's a back-to-back home game, so they don't have to travel East Coast, so that game should be close. Uh, they still have the Colts later in the year. Who knows where the Colts will be? I know the Colts are competitive, but Gardner Minshew is going to be starting for the end of the season. He's very up and down. You won't see Anthony Richardson. Uh, he had shoulder surgery. We don't know where the Colts will be at the end of the year or what the health is going to be like, but that's a team that's eventually, to me, is going to fall out of the playoff picture at the end. And then the Raiders have this great winning streak against the Denver Broncos, and they have to see them again at home. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at the three games that the Raiders could win, Giants, Jets could go either way. Uh, who, who did I mention? The Colts could bottom out late in the season, especially with injuries. And the Denver Broncos, who the Raiders have <laughs> just dominated over the past since they've moved, even with going back to Oakland. I remember mm-hmm. Benjamin Albright said that the, the Broncos haven't beat the Raiders since they've been in Oakland. So there are those three games. I'm not again. I'm not saying those are gimmies or the Raiders should be favored. But if you're trying to find wins on the schedule. I think I was pretty much on when I said six wins, and I think those are the three games that you want to, three or four games that you, that you look at. Yeah, uh, even then, like we're—I mean, how many games is Jimmy going to rock? The Garoppolo going to play? Like, what, what did eight, I say? Was, what did I you said say? Eight? was ten. Ten. Yeah, and so I don't think he's going to get seven that. games. Yeah, I, I think it'll be more than that. I, I said this, but, and I said this not as a joke, but no. it's it's the truth. Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the blue tent more times than he's thrown touchdown passes this year. <laughs> and and that's that's not a joke. That's that's the truth. It's and it, whether he's banged up or not, I think we're going to see Aiden O'Connell start a handful of games at the end of the year because Jimmy Garoppolo just can't hold up. But we all knew this. There's no need to take a victory lap for a guy who's hurt. He's hurt, but we know his injury history. We knew this. Josh McDaniels right. knew this. Why are you not preparing Aiden O'Connell to start knowing that your starting quarterback has this lengthy injury history? Yeah, I, I mean, no, no question. And I think that you look at, I mean, you just look at some of the things that are that are going on with this team, and it just it's befuddling because you you can't you can't quite understand why those decisions are made. That's that's the thing for me. It's 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 you know I get it. Okay, yeah, we're not we're we're not his we're not NFL executive. Okay, I get that, but it's it's just kind of like simple logic, and we watch enough of their football. Uh, but I I think that it's just it's crazy. But anyway, but John, thank you so much for your uh, your your voicemail. I appreciate that. And by the way, if you if you feel the desire to, and we would love for you to call in. And remember, I I always I always tell you if you're going to call in and call us. By the way, the number is seven zero two. And we'll put it down in the comments on YouTube, by the way, and in the podcast, 702-900-7869. That's 702-900-7869. I invite you to do it like after the game. Most of the calls came in this week, like the day after, Monday, Tuesday. So so do that. Get them to us by, by Wednesday morning, 
and uh, get on the show. All right. Uh, let's see where we at now. We are going to do one more call and then we're going to take a break. All right. So Ray from Los Angeles. So we get LA calling in. Here's Ray. Here. But it's inexcusable. Oh. Inexcusable. No excuses on why we are so horrible at football. <laughs> Raiders are horrible at football. It seems like every week we're expecting this, you know, Josh Daniels offense to see what it's made of. And, you know, we've seen little tiny, you know, glimmers of, of hope uh, on the field. But then again, whenever we take two steps forward, we take five steps back. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what the end game is for this franchise. You know, I hear people saying, you know, come on, Mark, sell. Or, you know, Josh McDaniels just needs to just quit. This guy's not going to quit with the money that the Raiders are paying him. You know, the only way he gets fired is, hell, I don't even know <laughs> if he does get fired this year. We might end up having this guy for another year or so. It's just the way how things have gone these last few years with with anything Raiders. So, uh, I'm going to have my Bible out for Monday night game, though. <laughs> you know, Detroit came off an embarrassing loss. They're going to come back with the vengeance. You know, with that defensive line, Motor City Dan Campbell has that team, you know, has that team rolling. You know, the Lions are probably what McDaniels thought he was going to have this year. <laughs> All right, there you go, Ray in Los Angeles. Thanks, some some gems in there. Uh, but I think he he's expressed what I've seen from a lot of fans, especially our listeners. There's there's a toxic base of people out there, but our listeners have, have been pretty level headed. Obviously, all disappointed, clearly. But I think he encapsulated it there, Mo. He said he's like, I just don't know what's going on with this franchise. Like the Vegas move, we all, everybody understood how exciting that was and how good it was for the financial health of the team. And to put it on an even keel to where it would have more cash, it could do more things. But now people are like, the football side of things just doesn't seem like it's making any progress. Okay, so a few things, right? I want to go back to something he said at the beginning of his voicemail. He said, mm -hmm. the Raiders are just bad at football, right? So <laughs> people have been asking, Mo, why you been so fired up lately? You think I want to watch bad football? Exactly. You think I want to take time out of my day to sit there and watch the Raiders not score a touchdown until a minute left in the fourth quarter? You think that's fun? So when people say, why, why are you so fired up? It, you know, you, you shouldn't, you know, have a kind of a fan mentality. It's not a fan mentality. It's frustration that I have to sit there and break this down when the Raiders continually do the same thing over and over. And yes. he talked about it. And oh, it seems like a perpetual cycle of the Raiders, you know, have some hope and then they take several steps back and they look even worse and then you're looking up and you're saying what's the direction of this football team where is this going i will say this and we've been critical of john gruden when he was the Raiders head coach you remember that right you yes. remember that tenure we've been critical with john gruden but at least i could say with john gruden even with his horrible roster management the raiders made incremental steps in the right direction they never lost fewer games in the previous season. They won like one or two more games. Now, it wasn't the kind of progression we all expected when you have a bunch of first-round draft picks from players you traded away. 
but at least you can see it moving in the right direction slowly, but it was moving in the right direction. But Josh McDaniels, it seems to be going in the wrong direction. And then there's no, and there's no direction for the future. And you're looking up and you're saying, well, where is this going? Are you buyers or sellers at the deadline? Is Devontae Adams going to be happy here next year? Because it doesn't make sense for us to trade him this year. You know, what happens with Josh Jacobs after you waited so long to kind of revise his franchise tag deal? What is his future? Are you going to trade him if you're not going to resign him? What's going to happen at quarterback? Who's the Raiders franchise quarterback? It seems like we go into year two with more questions than we had in year one. Now, I know in year yeah. one, they were going forward and they were trying to go for the playoffs. So obviously, they're going to have less, fewer questions. But you would think that at this point in the season, you start to see, okay, what's the direction of this football team? I know it doesn't look good now, but we could see the vision. You ever hear that saying with kids these days saying now, and I'm an old fuddy-duddy, I'm 37 years old now, but kids <laughs> usually say, yeah, I can see the vision. I may not agree. I may not right. like the ride, but I could see what they're trying to do. I could see where it's going. And for the Raiders, just as this caller said, I don't know where it's headed. Like I said, I don't even know if they're buyers or sellers at the deadline. You know, yeah. And then what does that look like after the deadline? If you're sellers, are you going to fold it up and just you know play your young guys? If you're buyers, are you saying that this team is still be com- can still be competitive? Like, what is the what is the messaging? What are you trying to accomplish? And I remember Willie Quick Scott. I remember in the Athletic, Vic Tafer published a piece and said the Raiders are not judging this season on wins. It's more about player development. And as you said, you talked to Baldy about this. We're not even seeing enough player development. No. So then, what you know? What is there to hang on? What do fans can can fans say and say and look at something and say, okay? I have hope because of this. Tyree right. Wilson looks like he's going to be a star. Corey Bennett looks like a star tur. We bought some pieces at the trade deadline and we got something to build off of. You can't say any of that. Stuff. But even the player, like to your point about player development, I mean, has Dylan Parham got a lot better than he was last year? He had a good little season last year. He played himself into a role. Has he gotten mm-hmm. markedly better? Eh, mm-hmm. Not really. Not saying he's, he's bad. Right. I'm just saying he's not gotten better. He's all right. Colton Miller, who's a veteran, got worse. In some ways, uh, and and he's a solid player. I mean, he's not anything to 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 shake a stick at. But I'm just saying, it to your the point about player development. It's just not good. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got an email. We had a bunch of emails, but they're so long we can't read them on the air. That's why I ask you if you're going to do leave a little bit of a longer message, bust it out on the phone because then we can we can do it. You don't want to hear me read something. So we'll do that. We'll come back on silver and black today after the break. A mailbag edition. We got a call and an email uh, waiting in the queue. This is Scott and Mo. This is Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back as we hit the home stretch here on the mailbag edition of the show. Happy Friday to everybody out there. We appreciate you guys being with us. All right, right back into the voicemail. We have now a call from a fan in Vegas. Yes, Raider Nation in Oakland. There are fans in Vegas. They're real. They exist. Yes, they're there. By the way. Okay, Calvin Williams. So, excuse me, Calvin Sullivan from Vegas. Here you go. That brings back Uh, the Raider culture that I watched. And I'm talking a coach that has love for the Shield. Not a coach that wants to be a New England. Not a coach that wants to bring their past team. I'm talking about a coach that's going to bring back the culture. That's the question I want to know. 
I see a lot of coaches out there. One I'm really rooting for is Brian Flores. After seeing that Minnesota game last night, that's the coach that would need. Some coach that's going to bring accountability. That's going to bring some stableness to this organization. But that's the question I want. All the Raiders, is Mark Davis going to finally man up and hire a coach that wants to bring back the culture of the Raiders? All right. There you go. Calvin Sullivan, Vegas. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Told me he's originally from L.A. as well. All right. So, Mo, a couple things there. Number one is culture. So every coach brings a culture. Remember when John Gruden came back? It was like, oh, it's back. Chucky is back. Bringing that swagger that they had in the early 2000s, last time they went to a Super Bowl. The Rich Gannon years, the Lincoln Kennedy year, all that stuff. Nah, it didn't really take hold right so then you have the patriots west culture come in that's not working so far so the idea of the culture if you're talking about calvin if you're talking about the culture of the raiders from the 70s or 80s you can get a piece of that a spirit of that but you can't get that back the it's football has changed you can look at a Dan Campbell, like that's a guy I think would have. I mean, I'm not. I know he's with the Lions, he's not going anywhere, but that's the kind of guy who I think Raider fans would be endeared to. He's a blue collar guy. He's a in your face guy. He's emotional. Like so, so I see that Brian Flores is not that. By the way, he's not that guy. And if you look at what happened, and I know there's he said she said lawsuits, all that stuff. But if you really look at what happened in Miami with player development under Brian Flores, was not good even though they had some, some, some good progress. So there's lots of names out there. But this idea of culture and bringing back the Raider culture, Mo, what do you think about that? I think you can bring it back with a flavor of modernness, if that's a word. Modernity? Yeah. Mod modernness? Okay. Yeah. You, like you said, this, you can't bring back the 70s Raiders because those players would be – suspended and fined <laughs> they step every on, on the field right yeah. so I, I think you could but you can meld the raiders culture with a winning culture and i think the winning yeah. culture has to be first and foremost primary because winning is all right in yes this business i'll throw out a name that can bring back some of what calvin wants in the raiders culture and winning if he doesn't sign an extension with michigan jim harbaugh was a former quarterbacks coach with the Raiders and a winner everywhere he's gone. You get some of the rate, you get some of the Raiders roots, because like I said, it was a coach on staff. And then I know Scott's covering his face because it's Michigan, but <laughs> you get a former Raiders coach and you get a guy who does nothing but win. You want to marry, if you want the toughness and the speed of phys the, the physical prowess of the old Raiders, you can have that without the bonehead of penalties, without some of the other stuff, and still get the winning out of Jim Harbaugh. Again, now Jimmy Harbaugh is tied up with Michigan, but if you've been reading reports, he's beginning, the program's been getting a lot of trouble stealing signs, which to me is not a big deal. But he was suspended for the first, what, three, four games of the season for a recruiting violation. If he's done in Michigan, let's say Michigan wins the Natty this year. He goes, won the Natty, I beat Ohio State for the last two years, there's nothing for me to do. In college football, I want to go back to the NFL. Now, let's remember, Jim Harbaugh has a 70% win percentage in the NFL. 
and about a 70, 71% win percentage in college. So again, this is a guy that's won wherever he's gone and he has the Raider roots. I think the answer to your question, Calvin, would be Jim Harbaugh. That would be the number one choice for you. Oof. You don't think he belongs in New England where they already cheat? <sighs> no. Jim, he's Jim not a New England. Jim Harbaugh hired a Navy intelligence guy. They've been cheating. If you guys haven't been following up with that, it's incredible. Cheating, you ain't trying. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I know that's the Al Davis thing, but Raider Roots, it's... Scott. <laughs> not cheating. You're not trying. Bring in Jim Harbaugh. I don't care. I think, but I don't know if Jim Harbaugh. It's been a long time since he's been in the NFL. I understand I, I, I that. I, 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 I was there. For, you, I... you don't forget how to coach. You don't forget how to coach. If you're a good coach, you just don't become a, a poor head coach. It's not like it was Nick Saban where he failed in the NFL and then went to college. This is a yeah. guy who got the 49ers. Yes. Just didn't win, but the 49ers were a perennial playoff contender with him there. Yes. Just saying. But, but my guess is he will end up in Chicago because he gets the first two draft picks in the 2024 draft. And he's a Midwest guy. Just saying. That's where I think. I'm. But a good suggestion. All right. Calvin, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. All right. Got one more email here I want to get to and read for you guys. A little bit of a longer one um, from Kurt Miller. Oh, no, it's not from Kurt Miller. Sorry. Kurt uh, is next show. Where did it go? See, I'm losing my email. That's why I love the voicemail. Oh, Anthony Williams. Uh, Anthony Williams from Sacramento. As I'm listening to Josh McDaniels try to come up with a great explanation as to how they lost the Bears this past Sunday. Question that dawned on me. It seems clear that Mark Davis is looking to reap the benefits of the team's revenue. The numbers show since the move to Vegas, they've gained over 50% value. So he's not worried about seats and so on and so forth. Be good enough, be good enough to stay relevant, but not good enough to win at all. Can't say that for those gentlemen that come in every week and put their bodies through hell to earn the hard work uh, or sorry, to earn what they work for hard. But JMD is up. Josh McDaniels, the guy just doesn't seem to have it. Being a younger Raiders fan is becoming to be the hardest thing for is, is becoming to be the hardest thing to me as the closest thing to success I have seen is the 2016 or 2021 teams go figure anyway until next time blessings to you fellows all right so that's that is Anthony out in Sacramento of course I I'm on Delo and KC every Tuesday in Sacramento as well as um, um, the, uh, the playmaker guys on Thursday too with James and Kyle so um Interesting here. He's talking about, I, I, I get this. People are like, well, he's making money, so maybe he doesn't care to win. You know, even all NFL owners, anybody who has a competitive bone in their body wants to win. I don't think Mark Davis wakes up and says, hey, I don't want to win today, but oh, I'm making a lot of money, right? So I think that, um, I think that, that that's not genuine. I see why people feel that way because, yes, he doesn't have to win football games to sell out the stadium. It's already sold out. But, but I wouldn't put aside, and we talked about it yesterday on the show, about when or if Josh McDaniels is ushered out of town, if, if things don't get better, that'll be because he gets embarrassed. You know, Nobody wants to have their, their team be the, the joke of the league, uh, and the Raiders have become that, at least for now. Uh, they have an opportunity to get out of it, but, but you agree with that? I'll say this. Because the team is, the franchise is making money, no chance, zero chance Mark sells the team. If, if something is of making money, if something is lucrative, you're not going to sell it, right? So all the people saying Mark needs to sell the team, they're wasting their breath. That's number one. The other thing is you're right. 
if you're an owner, even if you're making money off of something, you want to win, especially if you're a fixture at a lot of these games. So a lot, a lot of games the Rays have at Legion Stadium, they're showing Mark Davis. Remember, he, he got caught on camera calling somebody an a-hole one time, right? <laughs> so he's he's a fixture at all these games, and I'm sure he would get tired of the camera showing him being angry as the Rays are getting blown out or losing a football game to a lesser team. So eventually that wears on you. The thing is, I think he Mark Davis has watched how his father, how his late father handled the team. And maybe while he has a little bit of that in him, I think he wants to be less impulsive because he saw how that worked under his father. And he wants to not be the complete opposite, but be a little more patient. The problem is you could be patient to a fault. And I tweeted this on X recently. And I said, the worst thing you do when you have a mistake is to double down on that mistake. When the when the I understand a lot of Raiders fans say we need consistency, the Raiders need consistency. We've seen the turnover and it doesn't work. But if you see that something is not working and the consistency is embarrassment and historic losses, you have to pivot. You just have to admit yeah. the mistake and move on. You have to rip the band-aid off. Right. Exactly. I mean, it it's it's evident. And and to your point, you don't just cry for consistency for the sake of consistency. That's not what it's about. Consistency is you don't fire a coach who led you to the playoffs the previous season, the next season, because of another reason, right? You, you you don't do that. We've seen we've seen other teams do that too, and it always works out poorly for them usually. So uh, I get it, and, and I want to thank you for your email and for listening in Sacramento as well. So that's awesome. Uh, all right, well that's going to do it, Mo, for this show. It's already over uh, for the mailbag show on this Friday. Of course, the game coming up on Monday night which makes our Sundays a little different when I don't have to talk about the Raiders on Sunday. It's like, it's almost like having a half a day off, right? Cause, but now it's on Monday night. So it'll be interesting. And uh, we will have our post game reaction. Mo will have his pregame and post game bleacher report live. So make sure you download the bleacher report app on your phone. That's how I like to do it. When I go in there and harass them um, is do it right <laughs> from my phone. So do that as well. Make sure you check out all his work on bleacher report. Also the Raider work up on sports, not as well as mine is. Uh, two. Uh, Mo, any parting words for Raider Nation out there as they get ready for the weekend and for Monday's big matchup with the Detroit Lions? Raider fans, listen to me. Listen to me clear here, okay? <laughs> Don't let the Raiders ruin your weekend. Don't let the Raiders ruin your Monday. I, I always say when you have your expectations up too high, it, it could bring you down to a point of depression. All right. So, and I'm being serious here. There are fans out there, and I saw this question on on X. There was a question: How long does a Raiders loss linger on for you? And there were some people that said they don't get over it for a week. They don't give it over for a half a week, three, four days. And I and I'm here to say the way the season is headed. Before you go into a game with your expectations, just understand where the Raiders are headed and temper those expectations so you're not taking it out on your kids, your wife your brother, your sister, your coworkers, because at the end of the day, if you're not going to jump ship and be a fan of another team, you're not going anywhere. So you're just going to have to stick it out. But, but just understand there's another game. There's another season. There's another year. I just hope that it turns around soon for a lot of the older Raider fans, because of course the younger people have a lot of time. The older Raider fans, I'm not putting a date on anyone, but they want to see some wins. And at but at least they saw some, some titles back in the days, you know, the eighties. Let me at least they, they seen let me encapsulate. Raiders. Let me encapsulate what Mo just said. He said, "Hey, old Raider fans, you're gonna die before they win." <laughs> That's what he said. Just quote him, everybody. 
<laughs> just quote him. <laughs> just, just, just young Raider fans, be patient. Young Raider fans, be patient. Older Raider fans, I, I know it's not great to always look in the rearview mirror, but it just, just remember the glory days. Remember the good days. <laughs> Savior that right now because yeah. the way it's headed right now, it could get worse before it gets better. I'm just going to tell you that. Oof. That's a way to send you your week. All right. There you go. Mo, as always, my friend, thank you. <laughs> All right. For our producer, Mike Robier, and uh, for Mo Moten, I'm Scott Colbranson. Thank you to everybody out there for participating. Keep the uh, voicemails coming. Keep the emails coming. We appreciate them very much. We can't always get to all of them, but we try to work them in the next show uh, as long as they're still relevant. But we'll always take your stuff, so make sure you do that. Without you guys, we are not here, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And until Monday night, this has been Silver and Black Today. Take care.